And hello again, everybody. My name is Mike Cisneros. Welcome to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. I am joined tonight by the man who is synonymous with anonymous, the man from anywhere and nowhere at the same time. Please welcome once again our beer blogger, the gnarly gnome. Um, good evening. Prost. I wish people could see my Prost. hat. Yes. Uh, well, you could, you uh, know, make yourself. I'm you not, could, I'm not, mask yourself I'm not ready for that. We have been invited tonight into the venerable halls of the Christian Moorline Brewing Company on Moore Street and over the Rhine, and we're going to talk all about this building, and we're going to talk all about the, the, some of the history of Cincinnati Brewing with our special guests tonight. Uh, oh, first of all, let me uh, say I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we are missing uh, the queen of Cincinnati craft beer commentary, Tina Cisneros. Uh, she took ill tonight. And also, uh, not on listening. And also uh, tonight, not on uh, social media, is Angie Cisneros, but joining us is the woman who is responsible for Cincinnati Brewcast. Wouldn't be able to do it without her, and that's Nancy Cisneros. So she's going to be especially checking out Twitter tonight. So send us all of your questions, comments, so forth on Twitter, at Cincy Brewcast. And uh, again, now joining us tonight are um, three Cincinnati craft beer and brewing and, and Bach beer greats. First joining us from the, uh, the director of the OTR Brewery District, uh, Steve Hampton. Steve, welcome to Cincinnati Brewcast. Well, thank you. Uh, also joining us, and then if, if you're watching on Periscope, then to my right, uh, in the middle, in the yellow shirt, uh, is uh, Tom Hall. Tom is uh, the head brewer here at the Christian Moorline Brewing Company production facility. And uh, we're going to try some Emancipator Bach beer. Uh, and uh, so, Tom, uh, welcome to the uh, broadcast. Thanks. And finally, on the oh. right, a, f a friend of Cincy <laughs> Brewcast, somebody who's been on many times. And uh, we're awful, awfully glad to have him tonight, who brought for us a gift of their brand. He has, he has not even tried it, so I it is an not. absolute debut preview tonight of the brand-new Braxton Igniter, right. Maybach. And that, of course, is uh, Jake Rouse, one of the co-founders of Braxton Brewing. Welcome. Thank you, Mike. Guys, thank you very much for being here tonight. Um, and I don't can, know. Can we address how cool this room sounds first? <laughs> it, it's it's all brick. It's a, you can see it pretty well uh, on the Periscope picture. I mean, it's all brick. And this was what was this? Was this one of the lagering rooms? Malting room. the, the malting room. Yeah. So they would uh, the uh, malt like the malting would happen upstairs, and then the grain would get dropped down here and spread out to dry before it was going to be used for brewing. And so. now, and now, of course, the great room, the the fest room, I guess, of the uh, Moorline Tap Room down here on Moore Street. And the main reason we're here tonight is to talk about Bachfest. And um, Steve, uh, I, I introduced you as the director of the OTR Brewery District. Tell us what that is, and tell us what that's all about. And and I guess more importantly, why Cincinnatians in general and Cincinnati beer drinkers should care about the OTR Brewery District. It sounds like a no-brainer. It, it is. It's really the, the heart and soul of everything that's happening with all the great breweries uh, coming back here in Cincinnati. And uh, so the Brewery District, we are a community urban redevelopment corporation. And that big fun name is we're actually a, a neighborhood nonprofit redevelopment group that's devoted to uh, 
bringing life back to this historic brewery district here in Cincinnati. And this is the area, generally the north half of Over the Rhine and the West End, um, where most of the historic breweries were located. Uh, we still have this amazing collection of historic uh, pre-prohibition pre brewery architecture, one of the biggest collections of those buildings in the country. And of course, this amazing brewing heritage. We were one of the biggest brewing centers uh, in the country uh, back in those days. Uh, we lost a lot of that over the years. Um, it's coming back, but what we're doing is using that brewing history as a way to, again, bring life back to a neighborhood, to bring businesses and residents and visitors to this neighborhood. Uh, and brewing heritage is a, a way to do that in beer. And so Bachfest uh, is, is a great celebration of that. We're kind of the caretakers of the Bachfest tradition. Uh, we've been running it for about nine years now, but this is the 24th annual Bachfest. Uh, it was started by uh, neighborhood folks and actually Hootapult Chainling back in the day uh, started this uh, as a great tradition to uh, harken back to those old days uh, and celebrate uh, uh, you know great Cincinnati beer and we've we've carried that on. There's no question in the last 10 years that craft beer has really been a driver of development not only in the downtown area but particularly in the over the Rhine area lots of lots of you, you know, there's there's this place, there's Taft's, uh, there's Rheingeist, which was, I guess, the first. And, or Well, not, but see, you guys were down here, Moreline was down here before I, Rheingeist. You guys were brewing beer down here, isn't that correct? Yep. You guys were brewing beer down here uh, yes. before Rheingeist existed? Yes. Yep. So, so why, why craft beer? I mean, why do you think it's so important that it's been such a driver, you know, a big helper and driver of the development in this community? Um, I think one of the biggest things is that number one, it's it's fun and it's it's a great product. You know, uh, beer is one of is the kind of the ultimate social drink that brings people together. You gather in in, in the bars or uh, at your backyard or in a great space like this, and you and you celebrate all of the good and bad things about life with <laughs> with beer. And so it's a it's a great thing to bring people together. And you know, besides all the great beer that these guys are making these days, in Cincinnati especially, it really, again, does harken back to how this city was built and, and our tradition. So many people have a connection to the brewing industry when you go back to their grandparents and great-grandparents and because it was such a part of this city's fabric. And so rediscovering that kind of soul of the city uh, and be able to have a, a great new beer right along with that, there's, there's very little that, that's, that, that is that powerful. I have to be honest with you. I've lived in Cincinnati my whole life. I've been to Oktoberfest, well, however long they've been having Oktoberfest, but I have never been to Bachfest. Mm. What am I missing? Uh, you're missing the best party in the city. <laughs> I think it blows Oktoberfest out of the water personally, but I, I, um, I could be wrong on that. Yeah. It's before everybody on Twitter. Well, I mean, what would you say? I mean, what would you say, Noam, is Oktoberfest in your opinion, too big, too commercial? Too yeah, it, you know, commercial is a good way to put it, but, it, you know, there's something about having a party that's that's mostly indoors, you know, being in Bachfest Hall and having, you know, a bunch of people crammed in there and you're celebrating spring. You know, you've been cramped up all winter long and this is your first real, you know, festival getting outside. I, it also takes on this, this, this community aspect that I think a lot of festivals are missing out on that where... It's a celebration of Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, it definitely, you know, harkens back to Shane Ling. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the history, but um, and and Christian Moreline, but it's it's a celebration of Cincinnati and this this heritage that we have that 
um, a lot of cities kind of, you know, don't have for, for lots of different reasons. But it just it feels different. It's just it. It, it, it's, a, it's a fun party, you know? Plus, plus we have lots of goats, so you can't go <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> I love goats, yeah. Tom's got a, got a goat on his, uh, drinking a beer on his, uh, on his T-shirt. So, um, We'll get back to a little particular stuff about the, the festival itself in a few minutes. Uh, first of all, I think we need to go right to the... Beer? Hang on, you're in you're in the different channel than you normally are. From the beer <laughs> fridge, we'll get this figure out. There we go. Only 50 shows, and Jeez. we're still trying to figure what the hell's going on. Uh, oh, let me hit it again, fridge. just for uh, good measure. <laughs> we have uh, a couple of uh, excellent Bach beers in front of us here. Maybe another one later, uh, but the first one we'll go with, uh, since it's at hand right here, is the uh, Emancipator. Uh, Bach from Christian Moorline. Tell us about it. So, uh, Emancipator is done to be a nice, just traditional uh, German Doppelbach. Um, and one of the big things that we do with Emancipator that I think really makes it uh, what it is is Emancipator is, isn't done with uh, like more modern uh, crystal malts. It's done with traditional German malt, and then the body and the sweetness, most of the flavor all comes from process, trying to mimic. Uh, older, more traditional German brewing processes. That's a huge thing for us here at Moorline. Our system is set up to be able to uh, do step mashing, which if you really want to produce authentic German beer, you have to be able to do. Um, and so what we do with this is we go with a nice, really high, uh, way out of the norm for American brewing uh, mash temperature. It leaves a lot of non-fermentable sugars behind, and then it gets a nice long boil to just really caramelize everything, give us a nice dark beer, a lot of emphasized malt character, a little bit of sweetness, but not cloyingly slow like so, and a great body coming through. Basically just something that would be nourishing towards the end of winter and the beginning of spring. If you take me all the way back to my very earliest beer drinking days, which was about age 15 or 16, trolling around the neighborhoods of Loveland and Montgomery and... Uh, Reading and so forth and so on uh, around eastern Cincinnati. Bach beer was the first thing that I got a hold of that was different than any other any of the other beer that I had had, whether it was Stroh's or Utapol or um, Miller or anything like that. It was the first beer that had a different flavor, and I've loved the flavor ever since then. Ever since I got a hold of my first can of Pabst Blue Ribbon Bach beer. Um, what is what is it? What is that flavor? That flavor. That, is that flavor the, is, the, is malt. That the malt. It's all the malt. Um, it's actually uh, Emancipator is probably one of my favorite beers that we make, mostly because I am extremely partial to British beers most of the time, and they're all driven by a lot of malt. And one of the things I love about Bach beer is that it's the same way. It's kind of the continental equivalent of those beers. So you're going to get beers that are just all you're going to taste is malted grain. It's going to be rich. It's going to have a tiny bit of roast to it. It's going to have a nice body. It's going to actually feel nourishing when you drink it. And that's, that's what I love. So that's probably one of my favorite things about Bachfest is all of a sudden I get three days of that's what <laughs> everything is. <laughs> and the, the, the history of the Bach beer then, that's what it was brewed. Was it brewed by the monks? Yes. It, yes. To, was, to get yeah. through the Lenten fasting season. So, yeah, that little, little heartier, a little more alcohol, and that's what, they, that's what they drank to get through that time. When they were fasting. Yes. Yeah. 
Can you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> they were praying like crazy out yes. there, weren't they? Imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah, you obviously haven't been to Bachfest, so. <laughs> yeah, I hear there's monks too, goats all, and monks. All and, kinds of monks. Yeah. Real ones, fake ones, everything in between. Very cool. Um, do you do we want to do we want to give yours a shot there? Do we want to well, give yeah, the, uh, I mean, yeah, the, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, listen, I'll tell you what. We'll take a break. It's in the growler. We got to fill the glasses up and uh, we'll take a short break here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, Eight Ball, Braxton, and more. At just five bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. So when we teamed up with... Uh the masterminds of BLDG um, and told them the idea of what we wanted to do in the name 8-Ball. We basically said, look, just stay away from billiards and, and, and stay away from drugs. And, and whatever else you got, we're, we're, we're open to it. And they said, well, 8-Ball, okay, we see four guys, knocking knees, short shorts, 8-Balls. And I thought, this is terrible. Uh, and I go back to the owner of the company and I said, You'll never believe what these jokesters want to do. Uh, they want to call it eight ball with four guys, short shorts, knocking knees, eight balls. And um, the lady at the desk laughed so loud that Ken looked over and said, do it. All right. Yeah, we got some reaction to that one here. Uh, that was last week at the eight ball with uh, Danny Gold talking about the the genesis of their name. Uh, we're joined uh, by uh, Jake Rouse from Braxton, Tom Hall from Christian Moorline, and Steve Hampton from the OTR Brewery District talking about Bach Beer, Bach Fest, the big festival coming up. And while we were in the break, Jake went ahead and poured us the My Bach from Braxton, the brand new, the debut. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, the Igniter My Bach. And the first, I mean, the first glance, the Emancipator's very, very dark. And the, uh, the, the, the Maybach is a little bit lighter. What, do you, what is that? Uh, what, 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 are we, what are we looking at here, Jake, with this? Yeah, so the Igniter is a, a Maybach beer that Evan had brewed for the homebrew competition. The actual Award-winning. Yeah, well, yes. that, that's kind of how the whole thing started. So uh, what we call is, is kind of the turning point for, for our story, and we, we call it the beer Igniter because it was really the one single event that ignited the whole idea that Braxton was going to become something more than just what was born in the garage on Braxton Drive. And what had happened is Evan decided to homebrew uh, Maybach for the Bachfest 2014 and um, wanted to enter into that homebrew competition. And on his little homebrewing um, machine, 
uh, rig, if you will, actually triple decocted uh, Maybach, which took uh, a significant amount of time for a home brewer. Um, and for us, what we, you know, from the beginning, we've always talked about our love for lagers, Richard and Evan kind of being trained behind that. Uh, we actually built the system to be able to do decoction, step mashing, if you will. And, and basically, uh, this is a triple decocted Maybach. comes in at 7.2%. Um, really kind of clean, easy drinking, but malt forward beer. Uh, and I, like I said, it's the first time I've tried it, but I absolutely love it. I'm excited it's, about it's it. It's fantastic, Tom. It's really this, good. This <laughs> is this is wonderful. Actually, uh, Maybach was the like the first Bach beer that I ever had when I was working for BJ's Brewhouses. We had one just for the first year that I worked for them, and I thought it was the best thing that I'd had from the company. And then they got rid of rid of it the next year, <laughs> and I was crushed. <laughs> and so I was super excited when I saw that Braxton was doing one this year, and I have been waiting to try it, and this was probably the best surprise of the day. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. Now, th- now, now, no offense, but this has a little bit more of sort of that classic flavor, and I've never really been able to put my finger on I mean, no, I know it's a malt, but it also has... Now, when I was younger, what guys used to say is, well, you know what? That's when they wash the bottom of the barrel out of the out of the thing, and then they put it in and they do something to it, and they, you know, I was always told it was Ohio River water, and and, and and that's where they get the Bach beer. First of all, where did that sort of myth come from? And obviously, that's not true if you're doing it right. I mean, maybe the mega brewers that were trying to put together a Bach beer, uh, you know, in a tradition, you know, in their sort of tradition, maybe that's what they did. I don't know. I, I mean, um, is it? No idea. <laughs> I, I don't know where that came from yeah, either. I, no, no one's I've ever heard of that. Heard no one's. That I, I've heard of that before. Heard of okay. Actually, actually, right. Scott over at Blank Slate, uh, his Bach is his uh, tank bottom. Tank bottom. Uh, yeah. yeah so. Right. Right. Well, maybe he knows. Uh, shoot, him a, shoot him an email or a call. And so if you're out there listening, Scott, uh, you know, send us a text or something. Um, uh, both fantastic beers. I mean, why? You know, is it is it just so? Is it just that? about the about the culture and about the sort of the thing that's that's grown up around uh bach beer the bach fests uh is that just is just the celebration of winter's ending we're getting you know we're getting closer and you know we've brewed this special beer um you know is is any is it any more than that or is it is it something that you know. I, I mean, at its heart, that's what it is. It's it's uh, it, it, Bach beers have been around for obviously a very long time, and and breweries. That's one of those seasonal beers that have always been around, even in kind of the dark ages, as as you were saying. You know, when there wasn't much else out there, there were still Bachs getting released, and so that tradition really hung on, and and that's a pretty powerful thing. And I think, uh, as you guys were talking earlier, it's it's that, that 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 springtime. It's we've all been cooped up all winter. You know, it's time to get outside and start celebrating the. You know, spring is in the air. The crocuses are blooming. It's it's a good time to, to get out. So yeah, even even the big brew. You know, like I said, Paps had one yeah. that I used to drink. Stroh's had one. Uh, Utapol obviously had one. It still does. Uh, you know, Shaneling and, and all. You know, a lot of the local brewers. So well, that, Bach, sorry, Bach Fest yeah. as as a festival too is 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 one of those things in Cincinnati that just hung on through. I mean, even in those dark times of mm-hmm. Cincinnati, you know, is. When Hudipol Shaneling kind of fell apart and disappeared, you know, you had Barrel House that was starting up, and they took it over, and mm-hmm. it just it, it it the people of Cincinnati and whatever breweries existed at the time just kept that going and kept pushing that 
that celebration, that yeah. festival that, forward. That's it's actually that's it's one of the things that I think what makes this festival so special is that it's probably one of the only festivals where people go out of their way to make a beer specifically for it, right? And yeah. um, you know, we we I, I'll never forget Braxton was unable to open for Bachfest last year. We delays after delays after delays, but Evan was crushed. I mean, it was one of the things like for him to be able to to brew a beer for Bachfest is one of the things that like a Cincinnati brewery does and and we're pumped to be a part of it this year but I, I think that's what makes it like people don't brew Oktoberfest for Oktoberfest right that's a festival that's you know all over the city tons of imports and I'm sure there's there's some here but everybody in Cincinnati brews a Bach for, for this festival tell us about the uh, or they I, should because I know yeah. that I know I know there were dark days especially in the early 2000s and mm-hmm. you know the, the, the festival's always been held in over the Rhine Yep. And so there were dark days, obviously, uh, with the, with the riots in two thousand one, and sort of the civil unrest that took place, you know, that year, and, and, and or, you know, and on the heels of the next year, and then and then sort of the whole transition of the, of the neighborhood and so forth and so on. Tell us if if you can about some of those er, you know earlier days and yeah. some of those and, and how it, how did it I mean how did it survive I mean was it just it, per, it, people it, it was people and that and that's again the, the heart of this festival it's a neighborhood driven festival um, but it, it was started um, actually Hudapult Schindling started to, to introduce their Moorline Bach when they when they brought that out but uh, they partnered with uh, Merchants of Main Street and Arnold's Bar and Grill um, and and it's those folks have carried it on and so for the longest time it's it's been the parade on friday night big party friday night and that was mostly it was a great time and everybody had a great time and um it really was it's it's the merchants and and other folks who who carry this on because it was a neighborhood thing it wasn't wasn't a chamber of commerce it wasn't uh uh some branded thing it wasn't something that everybody else was doing it was this uniquely cincinnati thing And, and the folks in this neighborhood you know, love their tradition and, and love what it can do to, to, to bring more folks down here. And they, you know, just, uh, I guess, in, in spite of it all, carried it on. And, um, you know, we, since the brewery district took it over about nine years ago, we really tried to, to add to it uh, in, a, in a fun and smart way that we bring in some of the more of the history with the historic brewery tours and we're doing a heritage series and those type of things and, and grow some of those things, bring the German groups back into it on Continental Sunday um, and other things like the 5K, but at its heart, it's a neighborhood festival. You know, there's over 18 different participating bars and restaurants in Over the Rhine and downtown. Again, we have all the local breweries that are distributing are going to have their uh, beer down here at, at Bachfest Hall. It, it's a community festival and that's what makes it powerful and it makes it fun and, you know, our, our goal is just to continue to shepherd that along, you know, and, and not lose that spirit. Give us a quick rundown uh, of, or you can t- take as long as you like. This is the internet uh, of what of some of the events. You know, walk walk us through day by day, and just okay. give, give us an idea of what some of the events and, and so forth are. Uh, as we go as we go through Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. Well, uh, there's there's a bunch of preliminary events. Uh, uh, I always have to start with this one. So, uh, Bachfest being held the first week in March, we're a little subject to the whims of the weather, um, and so we've had everything from tornadoes to beautiful weather to a foot of snow and the and you know everything being shut down. And so, uh, after uh, I think it was 2009 or thereabouts, we had a little blizzard. Next year, we decided to, to take matters into our own hands. And so, uh, unlike those folks in uh, Pennsylvania who allow a little 
rodent to come up and tell them what the weather is. <laughs> we take things in our own hands, and we actually burn a snowman in effigy at the precipitation retaliation happy hour. So that's in a week. Uh, but Milton's, we uh, does it work? Uh, it's worked ever since. Because uh, I'm I'm thinking about it for our we, one year anniversary. It, it, no, it, it, you know, we had the tornado skip over us. Uh, we we we've you know knock on lots of wood. We've been doing fantastic ever since then. I love so it. We're, we're we're batting a thousand. Uh, so that's just kind of again the, the spirit that we have. But uh, we uh, kick off Friday night is the best parade in town. Uh, steps off in front of Arnold's at uh, 6 p.m. Um, up Sycamore to 12th, up Main Street through the heart of the Main Street Brewery District or uh, uh, Main Street Business District. And that's, uh, you know, it's led by a giant wooden goat, a real goat, a whip wench, uh, bagpipers, and everything <laughs> in between. Uh, it's, it's a hoot. And, you know, it's uh, so many folks have the ownership of this parade and this festival. And so it's, you see the same groups coming out year after year with their, you know, their float or their uh, entry or whatever they're doing. It's almost like the, you know, the cruise down in New Orleans. Uh, but people have this ownership of what they're doing this year and celebrating that. And so it, it's always hysterical to see what people come up with. Um, Friday night, of course, is just, it, it's a celebration. Everybody's got Bach beer on draft. There's live music. There's no cover at any of the, the, the participating bars or restaurants. Bachfest Hall is free. Come out, have a great time. Um, Saturday, if you drank a little too much, you can run off some of that Bach beer. There's a 5K <laughs> that we uh, partner with the uh, Flying Pig Marathon as part of the, the Moreline Beer Series. Um, Saturday, during the day, we have all kinds of things planned. Um, here at Bachfest Hall, and, and by the way, Bachfest Hall is a temporary festival site uh, up here at the Moreline Brewery. Take over part of their warehouse, close down the street, throw a tent outside, and, and have this huge temporary festival site all weekend long. Uh, but up at the hall here on Saturday afternoon, we're going to have the Bachfest beer experience. Uh, again, we've got uh, uh, 18 or 19 different Bach beers uh, and seasonal beers on draft. All the local breweries are, are representing. Saturday afternoon, we're actually going to have a series of brewer talks, some tasting panels, some things like that to really have a chance. And, you know, you guys can maybe chime in, you know, what we've talked to some of the brewers. It's, it's one of the rare opportunities where everybody can just kind of get together and talk a little and have some fun and not be running around pouring beer at their booth and, and kind of all those things. So we, it's a great way to, to kind of come up and, and talk with folks and, you know, get the scoop of what's going on in, in the brewery scene here in Cincinnati. Um, uh, also Saturday afternoon at the Woodward Theater, we have a whole afternoon of history. Uh, again, talking about how much history is part of the city. Um, uh, from 11 to 5, we have a series of talks, uh, speakers, presentations, trivia. You can go there, learn a little history. That's free. Have a beer while you're listening to that. Uh, we have historic brewery tours all weekend long. You actually go through some spaces like this and these old lagering cellars. Uh, learn about the history of Cincinnati beer and how it built this city. Uh, Saturday night, uh, we have the Sausage Queen competition, and that is a tradition started a number of years ago to choose the uh, Sausage Queen that leads the uh, Bachfest parade, and uh, Marge Hamelrath was the uh, director of the O'Ryan Foundation for years, and she always traditionally did that. When she retired, we came up with this uh competition it's a gender neutral competition there's uh four or five preliminary rounds uh, leading up to Bachfest at local bars um and it's everything that you expect it would be and more so uh that is a, a hysterical time so that's on uh, saturday night uh again continue to party the rest of the evening um sunday <laughs> there's a talent portion it's 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 pretty crazy so um sunday uh 
back for a little bit more uh, here at Bachfest Hall. We have Continental Sunday, uh, where we actually celebrate with the uh, German uh, music and dancing and some of the authentic uh, history that Continental Sunday was, you know, the one day off they had a week. And so they celebrate with their family and friends in the beer gardens and the saloon. So we bring that tradition back. Uh, we also have Bach Olympics here at, at Bachfest Hall, uh, cornhole, fulling, some games uh, that you can kind of goof around, drink some beer, play some games. Uh, really, there's something for everybody. You know, Absolutely. bring the kids during the day. Uh, don't bring the kids at night. Take them away from Sausage <laughs> Queen. That's bad. Uh, but, uh, you know, everything I'm is free. I'm the gnome on this year's Sausage Queen. <laughs> <laughs> there's still a couple preliminary rounds you can get in. Uh, but there, there's a free shuttle that runs all weekend long. Uh to downtown past all the venues so really there's no excuse not to come down uh take part in in any different piece that that really uh, gets you interested and of course plenty of great bach beer and, and local food and live music friday march 4th saturday march 5th sunday march 6th and again the parade kicks off out in front of arnold's 6 p.m on at friday 6 p.m on friday but you night. can watch it along sycamore to 12th to main street i think i think i'll try to be there that night so. yes um, well, listen, we're going to take a short break. We got all the particulars about, uh, oh, and you can go to Bachfest.com and you can get all the information there. You can find out all the participating brewers. You can find out what beers they're going to have, the, the brewers are going to have there, uh, and, and all of the information, where to park, where to eat, where to, you know, all sorts of things like that uh, at the website. And, um, and, and Stephen uh, told us... Uh, <laughs> Everything there is to know about it, and uh, but go to the website, uh, bachfest.com, and uh, check it out. I'm really impressed that he rattled all that off. Well, I, I, it's it, fantastic. <laughs> Nine I, years I run of into, running this. I, I run into so many. In there. I, I run into so many non-spoke people earlier. <laughs> <laughs> practicing the mirror. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk uh, a lot more beer with uh, Tom, Jake, and Steve here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi fans, I want to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pastura.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturascreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pastura Screen Print. This is Steve Schaaf. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Morrow, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> And then what's gone absolutely off the hook is the is the bottle series, the trunk series, and then the uh, 
the funk the, the funk, funk series. series. Yeah. When, when can we can we, when can we <laughs> see some of that? We've just been teasing that for the last year. That's a joke. That's a big inside joke around here, right? Oh, all those people are waiting for the funk series. Oh. We were actually joking joking about that the other day. You said, you know, what if we actually just never released a funk series beer? And the labels kept coming out. Then it just becomes this legend. Like, oh man, have you, did you see the latest? Funk and then you float beer? it, float it like yeah. you know. Noam says, oh yeah, they gave me a little bit last. I week. would totally really bite amazing. on that if you guys started putting labels through that. I would. <laughs> Gnarly Noman, Mike Cisneros back here at the Moorline Production Facility Tap Room on Moore Street and over the line, uh, over the Rhine, over the line, talking about over the line in the Bockfest with Steve Hampton, the director of the OTR Brewery District, uh, Tom Hall, the head brewer of Christian Moorline Brewing Company uh, here in Over the Rhine, and Jake Rouse, co-founder of Braxton Brewing, uh, who brought us the uh, brand new, the debut of the Igniter Maybach. Uh, tell us real quick about uh, about and I think you might have mentioned a lot about it yeah. before, but tell us a little bit about the 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 way that you know the way that he because Evan won a, won a competition with this beer. Is that yeah, correct? Won the Bachfest in 2014. Like one of the biggest pieces of this festival is a homebrew competition, yep. uh, and it's it's one of the biggest in Cincinnati with all the Bach beers, and and he was able to win best of show uh, in in that festival uh, before he could legally drink. <laughs> so it was really fun. Um, but to us, it kind of signified a, a really cool turning point and again that's why we call the beer igniter it kind of ignited the idea that this was going to be a little bit more than just uh, winning a couple of homebrew medals and, and keeping it in the garage but actually to scale it up and, and do something really neat part of the reason tom we're here at uh, moorline tap room is uh, over the rhine is 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 uh, moorline's real intimate involvement with the Bachfest. Uh, you know you're one of the, i guess one of the participating sponsors or one of the founding sponsors or whatever how important is it for moreline to be involved in something like uh, something like that uh it's huge it's actually like for us it's it's weeks of participation i get or steve gets the joy of communicating with me via email which is usually like very short and please don't talk to me for too long <laughs> um but it's it's fantastic um Actually, when I got hired here, Bachfest was two weeks after I got hired, and it was one of the like best things ever. Um, but it, for us, it, for us, it's huge. We do everything from cast tappings to uh, running like running events in the tap room, uh, taking care of the homebrew competition, which is one of the like coolest things ever. Uh, last year, I was um, uh, myself and my boss. We both judged the uh, final round, and last year was amazing because just the the breadth of entries that you get for that competition is just incredible we had it we had a stone bock that we had to taste this guy had just heated stones and dropped them in his kettle to boil the wort <laughs> and it was fantastic and i was tasting it i was like i this is amazing you guys are never going to let me drop rocks in the kettle here at work. Like, this can't be the shaling bocker. It's just not going to work. Shout out to Urban Artifacts. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, That's it, right. Well, they did one. They and did, every they time did. I try to drop rocks in things, they tell me no. I don't understand <laughs> it at all. But, no, it's, it's – the whole, the whole thing is amazing. And we're all – like, everyone who works here, we're all here the entire weekend. I mean, like, uh, like I'll be here taking care, taking care of homebrew competition – making sure that I'm on the brewer's panels, which are always fantastic. We get amazing questions. We get amazing people showing up. Last year, we randomly had a Kentucky brewer here just hanging out <laughs> when they asked about the, uh, the bill being passed about distribution in Kentucky. Oh, and he just got up and came up and talked, and it was one of the <laughs> coolest things ever. 
But so, it, like, we're all here. I mean, even our, like, even our taproom staff, our manager last year actually, like, slept in the brewery. I came in and woke him up Saturday morning and gave him coffee. It was Well, great. that may have been unavoidable. <laughs> <but> right. <laughs> I mean, there's He cats. was really dedicated to yeah. his work. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Tom mentioned a, a really cool point, and, and uh, Jake did as well. You know, the, the, the Blatarians uh, help with the homebrew competition. It's their competition that, that's run here. Uh, but one of the special prizes is – the, the winning special prize gets their beer brewed next year as the Shaneling Box. So every year the Shaneling Box is a new beer. That's the, the special award from the, the previous year's homebrew competition, which is pretty amazing. It's only served during Bachfest weekend. It's always popular because it's always a fantastic beer. And again, again, talking back, this is a festival that people brew beer specifically for, and it, it, it makes it so unique. Yeah, I mean, we get at least 100 entries to judge for that competition. And, it, it, and the, beer, the beer is always fantastic every year it's just it's just so much fun the only thing i regret is i really really wish that Moreline would actually do a parade but the problem is we all work and then we're done at three and then we have a beer and then we have like five more and then we realize the parade's <laughs> coming to us and there's no reason for us to go down to arnold's <laughs> absolutely very very cool um jake you talked about how important it was for you guys to participate you're coming up on your uh, you're coming up on your one-year anniversary, which yeah. is a huge thing for you guys. Any details uh, you want to share? Yeah. <laughs> I, you was, know, I could I, share them. A, a gnome's got to try. <laughs> Jonathan, who volunteered me for this, hey, I he, could ruin He let you come by life. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> tell, Sorry, us, tell us the, uh, tell us the, uh, tell us one little thing. If tell you us your one secrets. little tiny thing that you might be able to divulge. Yeah, so... We're, we're blown away, honestly. Like we, we, Evan and I talked about this today. The, the one-year anniversary is on March 26th. It's literally one day before we opened last year, uh, and we're we're not we're not holding anything back. Uh, we we looked at what kind of happened in the first year and, and completely blew our minds. I mean, it uh, literally we we never anticipated being in package this early. We never anticipated being in Ohio to the extent that we're in Ohio. Uh, it, it's just been an incredible run. So. <laughs> We're going to have a party on the 26th, and, and we're doing it in a way that uh, we're kind of saying thank you to everyone. Uh, we're going to drop nine new beers at a minimum. Um, it's it's going wow. to be a, yeah, it's it's going to be something really special. Uh, we are actually turning it into uh, quite a music festival. Um, I can't share the bands or anything like that. I, I don't know what Jonathan's plan is for releasing all this information, but he's going to release, it was, it, it, was he's release so it exclusively on the it was, it, it was interesting. He might. That's I what I heard. He, it was interesting. He, um, we, we were up in <laughs> Chicago this past weekend for Uppers and Downers, which was a really unique uh, craft beer festival put on by Good Beer Hunting. Uh, he hand selects breweries who partnered with coffee roasteries to pour coffee beers and it's 10 breweries and 10 coffee roasteries and it was actually late saturday night that we got confirmation from the band we wanted to headline that like they they text us it was almost like midnight and they were like we're in so it was it was the one thing that you know was a hell of a negotiation but we're really excited about it and it's, it's going to be a heck of a day uh you know noon to one in the morning food trucks all kinds of new beers uh possibly well definitely one possibly two bottle releases uh it's just going to be an awesome event. Well, cool. I, I think anybody that was at the uh, the Dark Charge release, it's that on steroids. Is that a good? Yeah, thing? it is. It's that on it's that on steroids, and and you know it's it's our for us it, the one year anniversary is about highlighting Braxton beer, uh, so dropping nine, possibly ten new beers, um, in one day is is something that. It, Evan and his team have been preparing for for so, know, about so, six months. So. so all of your taps will be filled up with unique beers. Uh, that, yeah, for actually, possibly we're, the we're first actually, time we're ever. Try, we're trying to we're trying to plan them out uh, so that we know that 
everything can get on tap. Right. So it's 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 really interesting when you only have 20 taps. It's exciting. Them. Yeah, it's gonna be a blast. And then some really cool stuff happening with Moreline. You you, you just got uh, done dropping a new. Uh, <laughs> Oh, is a double IPA, the, the Big Piney? Uh, so, yeah, so Big Piney is a, uh, it's it's not quite a double IPA, it's just, it's 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 a big IPA, um, <laughs> it's, and it's Piney, and that should make the marketing guys happy. Um, but no, so... Like, big, this Bach beer is Bachy, well, it's right, Piney. Exactly. Like, the big news is the other anniversary. It, man, it's their fault, they sent me here. Um, but no, so uh, Big Piney was actually a fun one to do. It was, we wanted, we wanted a winter beer, uh, but we didn't want to, uh, we didn't want to do something standard for winter. So like not a spiced beer, like we, we did a spiced beer and that was fun, but we didn't, we wanted that to be a more limited release beer. Um, so Big Piney, we just wanted to have something fun for the winter. And so, you know, it's, it's winter. So you want to be warm and pine trees for Christmas. So we went with those two. So I just made it really strong, and that takes care of the warm. Uh-huh. And then uh, it just a really, really healthy dose of Chinook to make sure that it was, it was just piney as hell. Plus, we got to – can I say that? Yeah, oh, yeah that's it's the internet. There's no FCC. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, but no, so plus we got to see Dave and Jesse what did he in say? a Bigfoot outfit. I think hell. Outfit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, hell. <laughs> Not, no, if all if all bets are off, I thought maybe you said a shit ton of shit or something like that. I you said a hell of it was literally a shit ton of shit. Uh, okay, it's all right. fantastic. All right, but you can't say, you can, you can't say that either. No, I'm just. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so big pine, big pining was fun. So we had that, and then um, we've actually got uh, a couple of a couple of new ones uh, coming out. Um, yeah, this is, I've been pastoring Jesse Folk all day for information about. Yeah, I know the, he's yeah. just like he's hiding in his office yeah. and he won't talk to anybody, especially me. Because it's interesting now that he's on the other side of the, uh, <laughs> right. Of the table, yeah. right? right? Yeah. I, uh, all of a sudden, he's like. I super remember quiet. those conversations <laughs> right. uh, not too long ago. But yeah, so we have we have a lot of stuff coming up uh, for us. Like this this time of year is really fun because we actually have our anniversary party immediately followed by Bachfest. So this weekend we have a, a ton of new beers coming on on tap, uh, a bunch of specialty beers. Uh, we've got a brandy barrel aged uh, brandy barrel aged Belgian quad, which I just put into bright tanks, uh, like literally right before we got yeah. <laughs> started on this. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, so we've got that. Uh, Jake, we've got you distract We've got a brand new. Uh, we've got a brand new IPA, a brand new Pilsner, a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be oh. out. The base version of the quad will probably and that's be the on. that's a 12163 this year. Three, yeah. Yes. So it's 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 a fun time, and so we get to do that, and then like release all these beers, have a good time, and then recover for a couple days, and then get together with all the local breweries to just have this like giant box celebration, which is amazing so like for for me this is probably it's late at night and i have beer so i'll say it's my favorite time of year for us if if steve catches me tomorrow morning i'm going to be like i hate this time of year i'm going back to bed but right now it's my favorite time of year so excellent excellent listen we'll get back with uh, a little bit more from uh, all these guys steve jake and tom joining us here at the Moreline. Malt Brewing House. Company Malt House Tap Room here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> 
Hi, this is Danny Gold from Quaffler's in Greater Cincinnati. Hi, this is Brandon Hughes from Nine Giant Brewing in Pea Ridge. Hey, hi, this is Peanut from Eight Ball Brewing in Bellevue slash Newport. I'm Eric Bauman from Christian Moreland Brewing Company in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hi, this is Mitchell Doherty from Eight Ball Brewing in Northern Kentucky, Newport slash Bellevue. Hey, this is Mike Albaroff from Nine Giant Brewing in Pleasant Ridge. Hi, this is Mike Dewey from Mount Carmel Brewing Company in Mount Carmel, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. One time, it uh, okay. Josh threw a, a, a blanket over his head, and he got really scared because he thought the world around him stopped. <laughs> we had to reassure him. Even though he couldn't see it, it was still here. <laughs> so he, t- he took that blanket off, and what do you know? Back here at uh, the Christian Moreline Brewing Company Tap Room, Malt House Tap Room here in Over the Rhine with uh, Steve Hampton from the OTR Brewery District, Jake Rouse from Braxton Brewing, and Tom Hall from Christian Moreline Brewing Company. And uh, we're talking Bach beer and all things Bach Fest. And um, uh, Steve, I-, I told you I mentioned it, probably one of the biggest cardinal sins, probably like a guy, you know broadcasting the first game of the World Series who'd never seen a baseball game before. <laughs> but really I, I mentioned fan. that I'd never been to Bachfest. So if I'm going to – I can only – what would you suggest for people who might be, able, be, might be able to only make one day? I think I might be able to make Friday, but I've got something going on Saturday and Sunday. I, you know, I work in the evening. So say I come Friday. Is, it, is the parade is the parade the big well, thing? First of all, if you're working Saturday, I'd say quit your job and come to Bachfest. <laughs> but if that's totally unfeasible, uh, <laughs> Friday night you have to check out the parade. It, it is really Cincinnati's best parade. It's ridiculous. I mean, again, there's giant wooden goats, real goats. Uh, there's uh, – Anything and everything. Some of the, the entries I've heard this year are, are crazy. So and, and there, there's no more opportunity for people to get involved. But say next year somebody wants to put in a float. How Actually, there is. I believe registration is open until this Friday. Oh, so wow. it's free. It's open to the public. All you have to do is register just because the, the police kind of want us to do that because <laughs> it gets a little crazy. Yeah, so, so. Uh, But, yeah, so you still have a chance. Uh, but it, 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 it is Cincinnati's most unique uh, parade for sure. So then, again, come to Bachfest Hall, watch the blessing of the beer. Uh, we actually have our, our neighborhood, our, our, our neighbor, uh, Franciscan monks, literally real monks, not the fake ones. Right, right. Bless the, the, the ceremonial first keg of Bach beer. We tap that uh, and kick off the whole weekend. Jake Speed plays a Bach beer song, and it's a blast. So uh, come up here to the hall after the parade uh, and, and just enjoy the whole evening. We've, we've made it a yearly tradition that we come on Saturday and we do the, the tour and we go through and look at the lagering tunnels and stuff and then... You know, you come up the back here and you come into Bachfest Hall and it's, you know, if you time it right and you get your tickets early enough, you get right at that time where the party's picking up right as you're getting done with your tour and uh, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Saturday. Mark your calendar. Is that a suggestion then to go on one of the tours? If you have not been on one of the historic brewery tours, do it. It, It's, you get to learn some amazing history. Uh, It's beer history, so it's fun. And you actually get to go down in these cellars, 30, 40 feet underground, see where they used to make the beer before mechanical refrigeration in in these vast cellars. Uh, It's unlike anything that you've probably ever done in your life. And so, and it's right here in this city, in this neighborhood. Uh, And so it's a great way. And again, all those tours basically pop right back up here in the tap room in Bachfest Hall and you get a beer and you start continuing to celebrate the 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 the, the weekend so and then sunday um, i was perusing the website and you're going to have the donau schwaben schuhplattlers 
they are one of the German groups that yes. will be performing. So Continental Sunday, uh, you know, celebrate like a German of old and, and, you know, have a beer with your friends and family. Many moons ago, I dealt with the Donau Schwab and Schuhplattlers uh, in, in a situation far, far removed from something like Bachfest. But they're awesome. I mean, if they're as good, if they're as good. I was. <laughs> we're not going to talk about oh, that. I, here. I've got uh, a picture we, in my head, and that's all we, I need. We have, we have a couple of beers after the shows so where we'll talk about it. But but they are really cool. I mean, if they're they as are. good they now are. as they were back then, it's really if you've never seen it, it's 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 pretty wild. Yeah, form and, of dance. and if you really want to go authentic, we actually uh, the the German Mass at Old St. Mary's. Uh, you can go to that at 11 a.m. Uh, have some fellowship down in the uh, the hall after that. Come right up here for Bachfest Hall. We have a Bach feast, which actually has the the donut shop, and they're actually cooking the chickens. Uh, great meal, so you can get that uh, and enjoy the rest of the day here at the the, the hall with a beer. And it, yeah, you can't. It, it's a great Sunday uh, for sure. And again, for for all that information and more, the uh, at Bachfest.com. You got it. And you're talking about all of the. Brewers. So tell us a little bit besides Braxton and besides Moorline, if you can remember who all is going to be involved. I, I, it's pretty much just pretty much everybody, I guess. Really, everybody who is distributing. So everybody we haven't quite got the nanos and that stuff. So we've got I think eighteen or nineteen different beers. So uh, Bad Tom, Blank Slate, Braxton, Cellar Dweller, Moorline, Logger House, Eight Ball, Fifty West, Hootapult, Chainling, Listerman, Mad Tree, Mount Carmel, Rivertown, Rheingeist, Sam Adams, Taft's Ale House. Triple Digit, Urban Artifact, and Wiedemann. And not everybody's got a Bach beer, but everybody's but got a three, beer. But about three quarters of them, yeah. I think, have Bach yeah. beers. And so, then yeah. if, you're, if Bach beer's not your thing, you can pick up, I know, uh, Mount Carmel's doing the Springtime Ale, yep. which is a very good beer, a Scottish, uh, Scottish Ale. Yep, and we've got some uh, other Moorlines on draft as well. So. And, and, of course, in here, in the, in, in the Moorline Tap Room, you'll be serving your entire regular menu. Yeah. So there's there's all sorts of things. Is the Big Piney on over here? Or, uh, uh, Big Piney, I believe, is on right now, yeah. unless it ran out over the weekend um for the for this for Bachfest, we'll, it'll we'll be an interesting on. lineup we'll have Big yeah Piney Piney on in Bachfest on hall then. so yeah yeah um and for in in the tap room uh Bachfest will be an interesting lineup there's going to be some uh there's going to be some specialty beers um a lot of it's going to kind of depend on what i go through this saturday and <laughs> what i feel like putting together beforehand so but we usually try to we usually try to do <laughs> some specialty cryptic. kegs for things like yeah. this and it's not cryptic so much as i just don't know what i'm doing right, like right, two days in advance right, right. <laughs> isn't that the funniest thing about working with uh, the beer media like they think we're always being cryptic but the reality is, is we no just, i just have we no idea what's going on long. like whatsoever well, it's you've, se- you've seen how the beer media pants. works too we don't know <laughs> what's going on either with our with our thing so because, yeah, that, now tell me about that. I mean, that's very interesting. I mean, it's not really to the point, but that's a very interesting comment that you make about the beer media. Because I'm always, you know, I was telling, I was talking to one of the guys, I, I don't know if, if people know or listen out there or whatever, but I work at WLWT, and I heard one of, the, one of the guys, one of the reporters was going to one of the breweries, and I can't even remember which one it was or who it was. And, and, and I said, yeah, I deal, with, I deal with brewers all the time. I says, you know, it's really strange for guys that – you know, brewing is like important, but it's not like, you know, it's not like carrying the football when you're the president or something like, you know, like nuclear war or anything like that. I said, but for, but for a group of guys that do something that should be fun and interesting, they're awful close to the vest. I said, yeah. they keep things really, really well, to themselves and really say, quiet. Right? Is, is but you're saying that may not necessarily well, be not, entirely not always, the case. Not always, but like there, there's a Sometimes. reason, right? There's a, there's a reason why 
certain announcements are made when they're made. There is so much that can go wrong in a brewing process. Like, I mean, it literally is like, so you, much. Just, like yeah. you don't ever want to jump the gun and get people super excited about something and then not be able to fulfill that hype. Right. So, you know, we, we've gotten to the, the and point it now has, where and we, that has happened with some breweries oh, yeah. and say, yeah. we're going to brew this. And then, yeah. yeah. We've gotten to the point now where we'll start filing TTB labels even if we don't think we're going to brew it just because we think it'll be really funny when certain <laughs> people will blog about hence it. Our, um, hence, hence our little uh, thing before no, it, with uh, Kenny McNutt and no. talking about the, the fun <laughs> yeah, series. Yeah. But in all honesty, like, you guys are great. Like, it, you – guys and i i mean oh, this no, i mean please. this i mean this sincerely right like well that's because the bloggers, we're not media well but yeah well <laughs> the bloggers the, the you know the podcast like all of you guys are phenomenal in in helping amplify a message of a collective voice which i think is really important to the growth of this industry and jonathan and i talk about it a lot because uh, more and more bloggers are not doing it anymore right like we're uh, Noam, you're one well. They're of the getting few hired left. by the breweries. You're one of the few. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're <laughs> they're exactly getting hired. Right. Into, they're we, getting we, hired into the. My uh, resume is sitting over there underneath your glass. <laughs> we've, we've, too, had by some, the way. we've had some conversation. Which blogger do we pick up? Because we, we need a content writer. No, it, it is one of those things. I just think that you know, collectively, the, the stories being told and, and the message being carried forward by the bloggers, the, by, by you guys, is is extremely important. And, and I thank you guys for it. We we joke a lot because we we like to. We like to push a story because we always think about it in multiple elements, right? So we don't always like to just give out. I don't want to sit here and tell you everything about the one-year anniversary because we don't know all of the details yet. Uh, we know a right. lot of them, but until they all make sense to roll up into a bigger story, it's, it's a lot more challenging to sit here and say, yeah, we're going to do this, 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 and this, and then this is going on at this time and all that. It just doesn't work. Well, and it's, it's interesting coming from, from my side. You know, when I, when I started writing, and even when I write now, it's not about – these individual pieces and writing these stories about, you know, well, this is happening here and this is happening here. It's this, it's this much bigger picture to me. And I think that a lot of people have kind of lost sight of that, that it's this big giant community that's, that's moving forward and growing and somehow capturing that. And I think that's, that's what we try to do on, on, on the brewcast and definitely what I try to do on a blog just to, to, to put it all in one bigger picture, yeah. you know, it's and, and to bring it back to what we were talking about very early on in terms of the the power that this beer scene has to to help redevelop a neighborhood or a city. It's that's a big part of it that there is this this very much a community around it. It's a very much a positive thing. It's about building things, making things, uh, and and that kind of permeates that whole thing. So it's there, there's not a bad aspect about it you know it's people coming together it's people making things it's things growing and and keeping it local that's all amazing stuff and very powerful stuff and that just kind of keeps you know feeding on itself i think well and i think uh, again we've talked jake tom i'm sure has the same because uh, you know uh, when we talked with greg uh, down at the logger house a couple of we a few weeks ago and just everybody brett from from urban artifact and mike dewey and uh, from from mount carmel and all the all the different guys we've talked to has have talked about what an important element community is to the to the craft beer industry because 
it used to be that way. I mean, you used to walk down to, uh, you know, I mean, many, many years ago, it was it was really a brewery, you know, in every, almost in every neighborhood in Cincinnati. What was it? Something like, you, you know the numbers. I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, how many breweries there were in Cincinnati back, you know, before at, the turn of the century. At the peak, it, there were about three dozen yeah, in the greater Cincinnati yeah. area. So yeah. and that's, that really is almost a brewery per neighborhood. You know, yeah. I mean, it might have been concentrated down here, but I'm sure that they – so that's one of the things that, you know, and that's one of the things that we're happy – to be involved in too is to is is to is to bring that sense of community and it really is starting to to work in the whole city you know even though you've got one small place in mount carmel and another small place in mount healthy and another small place in westchester uh it's becoming you know it's making cincinnati a whole community and i think that's what's really cool about it i mean i don't know what you guys think but i just and it's and we're really lucky Noam and myself, Tina, and, and when we do this program, we just feel lucky that we are allowed to be a small part of the community of the brewers and of the and of the of the businesses, and also allowed to be a small part of the brewery uh, of the of the community uh, of just people who enjoy the movement and who who like craft beer and 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 who who like the community of the of the of the smaller brewers. So, and, and what I love, it's 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 both at that big level of this bigger Cincinnati community, but it's at this neighborhood level. I mean, obviously, Jay can talk about you know being in, in Covington yeah. and, and that impact there and more line here and you know whether it's a bigger brewery or you know or a, a smaller you know like nine giant and then little neighborhood brewery that that even that hyper local level of being that community gathering place and being that that um uh, start point for for kind of redevelopment and a new life is, is such a unique thing that these breweries can can bring and you know we're doing that on a slightly different level with the Brewing Heritage Trail and, and using that history again to to bring life back to a neighborhood and again it goes hand in hand with you can walk along this trail and talk about that stuff and, and have a great local beer but all these things of bringing this very hyper local neighborhood focused piece as well is just amazingly powerful. I want to talk about the Brewery Heritage Trail. I also want to talk about something cool that you guys are doing that I remember Uh-oh. recall here he on the news. He gets worried when you say uh, that. I can no. see it. <laughs> no. uh, but we're going to take another short break, and we will be back uh, right after this on Cincy Brewcast, the voice it. of Cincy Craft. Um, I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest of They're all out there and. and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't. You don't ever hear somebody say, "Yeah, I used to drink that crap." crap. But I, <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You are listening to Cincy Brickcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. This is Eric Bosler from Darkness Brewing in Bellevue, Kentucky, and you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. I'm Eric Bauman from Christian Moreland Brewing Company in Cincinnati, Ohio, and you are listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Back here at uh, Moreline Tap Room in Over the Rhine on Moore Street. Uh, so pleased to be joined by Steve Hampton, the director of the Over the Rhine Brewery District, uh, Tom Hall, the head brewer here at Christian Moreline Brewing Production Facility, who you guys are going to have a uh, one year uh, uh, big anniversary coming yep. up uh, in, in a few weeks. And of course, Jake Rouse uh, from. Uh, Braxton Brewing, one of the co-founders, uh, and they're going to have their big one-year anniversary coming up in about a month. And uh, 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 
really cool thing that you guys are yeah. doing over in uh, Covington with the uh, what is it again? The, 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 park, <laughs> the parklets. parklets? Yeah. yeah, it's a great. I saw it on I saw concept. it on the news at, at Channel Five, and yeah. I just thought it was it was really interesting and and so cool that you guys were able to submit a a, a winning proposal because you had to kind of compete for yeah. that, didn't you? Yeah, so it's, it's a really unique idea. So the Hale Foundation, a phenomenal foundation, focuses a lot on redevelopment, um, it put together a proposal for five parking spaces in the city of Covington to be redeveloped from the ground up and reimagined as parks, little miniature parks. They call them parklets. And a lot of different designers, you know, businesses were able to raise their hand to be a part of it, and a lot of different designers submitted different proposals. And we fell in love with one. It's a, it's a full-scale hopscotch game but a multi-level garden where we can plant hops and hops. Right. Exactly. (laughs) We can, we can plant different things into it. It's a really unique idea. So there's going to be scotch. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) It's a new business line for Braxton distilled spirits. Um, No, it's, it's one of those things where we, we were unbelievably excited about it. It got amazing press. And then the city commission met (laughs) a few days after it hit the media and the voice of a very few concerned business owners kind of overwhelmed uh, the, the commission. Uh, and it's really a shame. How many of these oh, parts so it's, 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 it's not going to happen. Well, they're, they're, they're doing the final vote tomorrow from the commission. So the past, it, I, 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 lo- I laughed a little bit on break because I knew you were going to ask me about this because I literally feel like the past 10 days I've had coffee, breakfast, or lunch with commission people or people on the inquiry talking about why parklets matter. And it, it's really fascinating to me. It's, it's, Urban redevelopment is tough, right? Because you've got a lot of you've got a lot of businesses who have been there for a significantly amount of time. They've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and um, you see new businesses like us come in and and really kind of preach this idea that you know it's okay to lose parking uh, because in the middle of an urban core, the the core customer doesn't expect to be able to park in a fifty to a hundred car park lot. It just doesn't work. But you also have a very concerned uh, voice of few who believe that the success of their profit and loss statement is itemized in that you know eight by th- four foot piece of asphalt, which is really fascinating to me. So um, we've been very, very heavily advocates for the parklets. I, I think it's going to be great for the city. Um, the Hale Foundation has done phenomenal things. They actually built our Braxton Brewing Company sign uh, for us. They went around and, and talked to a, a handful of startup businesses about fabricating street signs to help gain attention to their businesses. And I think the parklets are going to do just so much. And, and the biggest stat that we always say is, you know, it's, it's all about how you message things. It's all about how you talk to your customers and all of that. We're going to lose one parking spot. I, I do suspect that the commission will pass this tomorrow, but we'll lose one parking spot in front of the building. There are 500 spots within a three-block <laughs> radius of the brewery. Right, right. And I'm like, you know, and, and many of the businesses that have been kind of significantly complaining are within a block of us. And I, I actually walked over to one of them the other day. I'm like, you know that there's like there's 500 spots, and we can we can walk now, and I can show you exactly where they are, and they're not going to be I've never had touched. trouble parking down there ever. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the biggest thing, what it came down to was they announced Duvenick Square Project. So if you talk about kind of urban redevelopment, um, we're really fortunate that our project has worked well in a year. Uh, 7th Street Partners, uh, a big partner in downtown development, uh, actually purchased pretty much the whole block from where our brewery is all the way to 8th Street on Washington, including that beautifully painted parking lot. Um, And they're building a four-story development on it. It's going to be exciting. We're we're pumped about it, but we're going to lose parking. And and to me, the the funniest (laughs) thing was, you know, when we were talking about these parklets, I was like, guys, 
if anybody should be concerned about parking, it's us. Like we're going to lose 50 spaces right here. But it's better for the city. You need to just do it. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, we're yeah. pumped about it. I, you know, who knows if it's actually going to happen. We'll know more tomorrow evening. But uh, I, I, th- I do think the commission will pull through. Well, it's a cool if, idea. If it doesn't happen, every day that I go down there, I'm taking that spot and I'm drawing hopscotch in it. <laughs> and I'm standing out there and doing hopscotch. But there are so many if, cool ones, too. Like, they're, gonna, they're building, like, a... a a hamster wheel sort of thing. There's some really cool with bikes, designs. and it's it's really neat. Yeah, I so I, I think it's a cool cool idea. It, actually, if you if you don't mind, if I chime in, because I yeah, don't know please. if you know Jake, but I actually live down the street from you guys. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but so, and <clears throat> I've been in Covington for about six seven years now, and one of the things that I love about Covington is that, like, one parking is free, which is great. But the other thing is, like, Covington Covington's not built on people coming in from outside of the neighborhood. Covington right. is the neighborhood. So these these parking spaces it does it does suck when you lose them but it's it's a neighborhood that is so built on the people who actually live there we all we all walk everywhere yeah. like no matter where you are in the city you can go to any bar any restaurant you will run into somebody that you know and a lot of people don't realize it, but there are a lot of places to go in Covington. And the fact that you can go oh, yeah. and run into the same people is a testament to how tight that community yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And so thing, things like the parklets, all the, like, all the cool little projects that happen in Covington are amazing. A lot of people don't realize it. If you go to the little uh, the train overpass yeah, right yeah, down yeah. the street from your brewery, there is a tiny little Zen stone garden yep. that a friend of mine actually did <laughs> over there. And it's the weirdest thing because you walk under it and you're like, this is a shady, shady bridge. Oh, look, Zen stone garden. I want to <laughs> sit down. <laughs> but, it's, but it's amazing. And the, the stuff that Braxton does is amazing because it just ties into that community. I have so many friends who, like, I'll just get a call from them and be like, hey, I'm down the street at Braxton, there's a band playing, come check it out. Or I'm down the street at Braxton, and there's amazing food, come check it out. Or I'm down the street at Braxton, and they have a three-ring circus, and just come <laughs> check it out. Like, I don't even know what's going to happen next. It's amazing. Oh, man, thank they you very much. animals in the tap room. We did that once. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember once. <laughs> Should be all the time. (laughs) I think it was awesome. Just like podcasting. (laughs) Tell us about the Brewery Heritage Trail. I see see little plaques kind of all around, including strange places like Great American Ballpark and and other and and other places around downtown. So tell us a little bit about what that is, what the you know what the impetus behind it is, and and exactly how it it fits into the uh, OTR uh, development sort of scheme of things. Right. So short answer is, you know, uh, uh, Boston is known worldwide for the Freedom Trail and celebrating their history. Uh, Kentucky's known worldwide for the Bourbon and the Bourbon Trail. Cincinnati should be known worldwide for the Brewing Heritage Trail because we have this amazing world-class history and assets uh, that we should be sharing with everybody. Um, the genesis for this project sprung out of our master plan uh, back in 2011. Um, we have a number of different initiatives that we're working towards to, to redevelop the neighborhood, and, and one of them is the Brewing Heritage Trail. Um, it's actually, uh, we've been continuing to build this uh, uh, as an organization. Um, this trail is uh, in the process of being built. Um, it's going to be a uh, walking trail through the neighborhood, through Pendleton, over the Rhine, and the West End. Um, it's going to be staged with uh, bronze medallion wayfinding to guide you along, very timeless. Uh, historic signage, similar to what you see at Great American Ballpark. Those are kind of prototypes that we worked with the Reds last year on. Um, 
that'll kind of lead you through the neighborhood and tell you these stories. Uh, there's also public art, which we've already done a, a couple of large-scale murals with artworks. We're working on other projects like that. Uh, as well as uh, expansion of our guided tours. We already take uh, 10,000 people a year on guided tours through these uh, historic breweries. We're going to continue to expand those and then use the power of technology in your smartphone uh, that's in your pocket and unlock uh, this history with digital augmented reality experiences. While you're standing on the street, you can peer x-ray underground at those uh, breweries and cellars underneath your feet or x-ray into an old building or recreate a, a brewery building that's been torn down. Again, to, to tell all these stories and it's not just uh, the story of beer and how much we drank, which we drank a lot, and it's a big part <laughs> of our history, but it's really the story of America and Cincinnati told through the lens of beer. Every aspect of the city's history is really tied to the beer industry somehow, and so uh, we're telling all those stories uh, through this beer. So it's it's not just, hey, we drank a lot, and and, and you know this they made this much beer here and these were the beer names you know we can talk about immigration and we can talk about uh, you know economy and, and um, uh, all these different aspects you can talk about you know uh, you can walk along this trail here the story of Cincinnati told from the the brewery owner standpoint the beer baron from the brewery workers while he's slaving down in those lagering cellars uh, you can hear the story from the the standpoint of the the temperance advocate why beer should be illegal well, that's bad, but <laughs> but there was a story there. There's a history there, and and basically there's this infinite number of stories that we can tell um, all through this lens of beer, and that's this, this huge attraction uh, in, in, in the middle of this amazing historic urban walkable neighborhood that we call Over the Rhine. And you know, as a whole, the city has not done a great job of celebrating our history. We're starting to come around. Uh, we should be in the same breath as, as cities like Charleston, Savannah, New Orleans, and Boston. It's, places people go to 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 celebrate and learn about and share in this history and so that's what we're doing with the brewing heritage trail and it's uh, it's going to be amazing so, so give there's me, that give, uh, it, uh, let's have one do you know a story do you know one story that would really like blow people away or something that people don't really necessarily know that is really a, a you know a big thing in Cincinnati or in Cincinnati beer or anything like that that's that's I hate to put you on the spot but uh you know it, I mean I you know you talk about the beer barons is there something and of course more lines very you know it, it, it has is celebrating the beer barons there's a the big mural down at the at, down at the logger house and that is there something that we don't you know something that people in Cincinnati either should know that don't know or something that we'd be surprised at or tell the hatchet story <laughs> oh, Cary Nation? Yeah. Uh, so Cary Nation's a great story. So Cary uh, Nation was a, a famous uh, a temperance advocate. Uh, she was known uh, for, uh, uh, she was not a very uh, happy person, very dour. Uh, <laughs> she was known for uh, carrying a hatchet and actually, you know, breaking plate glass and, and, uh, and, and, and literally chopping up bars because she was so against uh, this. And so she was, you know, at the time they were very much... Um, uh, you know, publicizing their visits as part of their agenda. And so she announced that she was coming to Cincinnati. And so all the, you know, the 50-something the bars on Vine Street alone pre-ordered some, some plate glass and stuff, ready to replace it as soon as she came through. You know, it's like, they're like, all right, it's going to happen. We'll do what we have <laughs> That's to. That's great. So she gets here to, uh, to Cincinnati and, and walks to Vine Street and looks just as far as the eye can see, saloon after saloon after saloon. And, and she just 
basically gave up before she even swung once. And, you know, she's like, <laughs> I, I would have dropped dead from exhaustion before I even gone a block. Um, and so uh, uh, amongst uh, admitting defeat, uh, some uh, poor wretched soul came up to her and, and, and you know, threw herself upon her and hugged her and said, thank you, you show me the error of my ways, I'm giving up drinking, and then walked off. And uh, a few minutes later, she discovered uh, that poor uh, Wretch had uh, had stolen her earrings, you know. So uh, just not a very good visit to Cincinnati at all, uh, and and that's uh, that, that's uh, I think pretty much a, a good Cincinnati beer story. Uh, right I, there. I literally was just talking about that story today. I was at Jungle Gyms picking up my six pack of Identity Crisis, and and um, one of the bartenders was talking. Oh, we went out this week and we went to this place, and you know, and over the Rhine yep. called called Nation Bar. You know, it was this little this little burger place and this bar, and it was a really cool place. And I said, well. Do you understand the story behind all of it? Like, do you yeah, know where that yeah. name came from? Yeah. No, you know, we started talking about it, and it's you know, it's every like there's those those stories just tied into little little names here and there, or things here and there. And you see, you, you, as soon as you start to, to catch little little glimpses of that, it, it just opens up this whole world that it's it, it's exciting stuff. It makes you want to start a beer blog. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. What has? I'm gonna ask this question and then we'll take a short break and then we'll wrap it up but but what has the redevelopment the the, the stuff that's hap- been de- happening down here and over the Rhine uh, meant to you personally to you Tom uh, even Jake if you if you have uh, an idea if you have an idea or a, a, a thing on that but what I think first of all uh, 10 years ago I wouldn't be down here I mean, you know, I work up on up on Liberty Hill, but other than that, I would not come down here at, after seven, eight o'clock at night on a on a weeknight uh, or a weekend uh, ever. Uh, what is that, what has that meant to, to, to the neighborhood, to you pers- to you guys personally, to the businesses down here? I mean, it's just got it's just it's 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 like going to another planet. I, you, you hit on a, a, one of the big points is that we're. we're for a lot of reasons, uh, over the Rhine has been neglected for a very long time, as well as a large swaths of the city. And what we've been able to do is help change that perception, of show people that there's more down here than just hearing about all the bad things that happen here, that there is a history, there is this legacy. There are people who, are, who, lived, here, who lived here in the past and who live here now who want to make this a better place and, 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 and want to have a good life just like everybody else. And being able to, to help change that perception. Because, yeah, we, we started our tours. We did the first uh, historic brewery tour back in 2006. And people basically thought we were crazy. Let's take some people through over the Rhine uh, and take them down to some old buildings. And, you know, that tour sold out. Uh, very quickly we realized we had this amazing thing. But it, it, it's a very slow boat to turn. But uh, I've lived in this neighborhood since 99 for a very long time. And... Uh, to, to be able to, to be part of, of, again, bringing new life to a neighborhood is a pretty powerful and, and, and fun thing. And, you know, to do it in a way of, again, using what we already have here. We're not, we didn't 
you know, focus group this. We didn't hire a branding consultant to do this. This is our legacy. And to meet so many people who have this historic connection to the city, uh, again, besides the folks that are making this this new part of this brewing history, just so many people, yeah, you know, my, my grandparents lived at Finley Market or, or sold product there or worked at this brewery. And, and, and reconnecting with that to, again, really our soul. It's, it's our history, and that's just such a powerful and fun and exciting thing. And be able to be part of that to literally help bring life back to a neighborhood is just uh it, it's something that's uh great we yeah. had a comment on periscope I, I i like that it's not just how much you you can drink it's the heritage part let's just think that's the, think that that I, I guess that's part of the comment of the festival especially uh uh, but but yeah, that's the, I mean that's pretty. Yeah, pretty the, common, right? it's deeper than just that. <laughs> you have to say that, <laughs> right? It, again, it beer was. is great. We all love it, but to have that depth gives it so much more power. You know, to that. Right. Uh, besides right. all the other great things of again local and making things and that kind of stuff. It it it's authentic. It's real. It's something that we didn't just come up with. And again that's powerful and people connect to that people are looking for the experiential thing these days and and, and having that because you can't i mean you cannot recreate no. this space if even if you wanted to and so this is real and then you throw on these stories and this history and everything else and and then be able to have a great beer that's made here again is again nobody can beat that and that's why you know we, we need to share that with everybody to to, to make Cincinnati a better place. Listen, we're going to take another short break. We'll be back to wrap it up with Steve Hampton, Jake Rouse, and Tom Hall here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, 8 Ball, Braxton, and more. At just 5 bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. For more information on where to find Brewhouse Dog Bones, or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. Hi, this is Danny Gold from Quaffillers in Greater Cincinnati. Hi, this is Brandon Hughes from Nine Giant Brewing in Pea Ridge. Hey, hi, this is Peanut from Eight Ball Brewing in Bellevue slash Newport. I'm Eric Bauman from Christian Moreland Brewing Company in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hi, this is Mitchell Doherty from Eight Ball Brewing in Northern Kentucky, Newport slash Bellevue. Hey, this is Mike Albarov from Nine Giant Brewing in Pleasant Ridge. Hi, this is Mike Dewey from Mount Carmel Brewing Company in Mount Carmel, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. All right, uh, we're going to wrap it up here with uh, Steve, Jake, and Tom here at uh, Moreline Production Brewery Tap Room here on Moore Street and over the Rhine. Again, Stephen, thank you for for joining us. We really appreciate it. Give us the particulars. Bachfest.com, March 4th, 5th, and 6th, a whole weekend full of Bach beer, uh, uh, celebrating the coming of spring over the Rhine's brewing heritage, something for everybody come on down. And then 
Jake, the, uh, the the big event coming up in about a month. Oh, yeah, one-year anniversary, March 26th from noon to 1 a.m. down at the brewery. That's it's a long be, day. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. And then, Tom, the more line coming up here just in in, in, in a couple of – in about a week, and not yep, even a week. Weekend. Is end it? of this, this yeah. weekend. End of this week, Saturday, uh, 4 o'clock, anniversary party. We will have a lot of really good beer. Uh, we'll actually be tapping a cask of 12163 uh, that's just going to be, like, we're just going to tap it and let it run, and it's free until it runs out. So, wow. That's unless strong. you work for the feds, and then I didn't say that right <laughs> now. I can edit that out. It's a penny. That's not legal, right? Like, yeah, you have to okay. exchange dollar money. Yes. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. Just bring pennies. It'll be okay. <laughs> Gentlemen, listen. It's been a, it's been a fantastic time. Uh, we've really and we're honored to record our show and, and be invited down here tonight, Jesse. Folk, uh, the what, what, uh, the title it, it escapes me for Jesse. The the events. I can and create one really the, quick. The if events. You want me to. So, I, don't, I don't know something something events marketing and witchcraft. I'm not really sure. Marketing <laughs> like, oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! Before I before I before I go, Jake, we, we got a, we um, earned over $800 at, uh, our holiday spectacular. Oh, that's awesome. I know it's, it's two months now removed almost yeah. exactly, but, uh, and we want to thank you guys so much for, yeah, thank you uh, for, having uh, uh, for having us and, um, making it, uh, and making a big part of it. And, uh, your, your dad put in a great big gift for us. So that, that went for a lot of money. So we really appreciate that. No, I, I, I wanted to mention that before we took off. So guys, thank you very much. Lots of thank stuff you. going on in the Cincinnati craft beer scene. Uh, and not just with these three guys, but all kinds of stuff going on. You can find that stuff out. If you go to the, the gnarly gnome.com, of course, the gnarly gnome.com. He's got all the news, Bunch all the stuff stories, coming up. all the beer label, uh, all the beer label pictures and so forth and so on. And my name is Mike Cisneros. I'm so privileged and honored that everybody uh, took the time out to join us tonight. You've been listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Mm-hmm.